Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We've established an audio medium where people are scared to talk. Let's all give Nick Saban three fingers. We apologize. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Sergey Bobamka. Ground beef. Mark Hockman. That's my top category on you porn. McRib dunking. So was Argentina close to Germany? <laughs> Meow. Channing Crowder. I set my house on fire at eight years old. That's why I got the butt foot. I know how to barbecue. I like my coals hot. You set yourself up as an idiot, you can be an idiot. Alejandro Solana. Hawk, when you mispronounce something... It- that is better than sex for me. Sports. If I say a duck and pull a truck, uh-huh. Hook them up. To what? To the truck. Shout out to Stringy. I love it when you call me Big Papa. Throw your hands up in the air if you're a true player. More sports. Man, you 40 years old, Jimmy. Put your meat on the table. Let him know. Where mama at? Boston, we're coming for that ass. The most sports. Who's bigger, Taylor Swift or Pusha T? The Huckman and Crowder extravaganza begins now. That's an all-time banger, Jimmy, to start the show. A little Bon Jovi, bad medicine. We'll have some fun today. Speaking of Jimmy Crowder, there's a more important Jimmy. There's very few more important Jimmys than our Jimmy, right? Hmm. Jimmy Butler. Maybe. Yeah, I got to go with Jimmy Butler's first. more important. Buffett. Jimmy Johnson, the coach, <laughs> yeah. he's going to join us today. He's a more important Jimmy. Yes, I'm sorry, Jimmy. Jimmy Johnson, the NASCAR driver, probably more important than our Jimmy as well. <laughs> but that's where I draw the line, right? Hey, we want to go down this rabbit hole? Jimmy's right here with us. <laughs> I know, but he would acknowledge Jimmy Johnson and Jimmy <laughs> Butler are the superior Jimmys. Jimmy Johnson is going to join us today. What are you doing? You're doing something with his uh, fishing tournament? Yes, I'm I'm fishing in his fishing tournament, and um, Crowder Powder is hosting an award, and we're doing some activations out there. So, you know, started me a company. I had to reach out to some big dogs to see if they'll support it. Tell you what, there's nobody that likes fishing more than you, other than perhaps Jimmy Johnson. That yes. dude loves fishing. Anytime I see him post on social media, if it's not football-related, it is fishing. He big manned me one time in the Keys. Well, first, I told the story before. He called me Randy Crowder for 45 minutes. And <laughs> I think I remember that, yeah. 
Yeah. I was I was so like is it I don't know if it's starstruck, but I was so happy that I'm sitting at a bar with Jimmy Johnson. I wasn't gonna correct him because it would have messed up the, the the good in good environment we were having right. talking about fishing. And then we talked about fish. Hey, you caught anything today? Yeah, man, you know, I caught a couple of tuna. I caught me a nice 17 pound dolphin. And he kind of smirked, whispered to his buddy. His buddy went out and he we could like see from it's from his restaurant. You can see the dock. His buddy pulled out like a 40-something pounder and was he kind of hit me with it. You think that's a knife? This is a knife. And he pulled out a fish two times bigger than mine. So he's probably a better fisherman than you. Now, now, that's one day. That's one fish. I'm just day. saying, based on that story, I am going <laughs> to say he's a better fisherman than you. I know he can go because all the stories that he fishes from sun up to sundown. Now, he is going to join us today. We'll talk some Tua. We'll talk some fishing. Tonight is a big night. I can see it on Solana's face. Now, you got a Panthers game tonight. I'm very excited about that. They're playing really well. But this is the the Heat Nuggets rematch, and uh, everybody at full strength, Solana? No. The Miami Heat are not at full strength. Tyler Hero has already been ruled out, and Kevin Love is also out tonight for Miami, which is kind of a big blow mm. because he's been your backup big um, for the entire season. So the he's Heat, your Jokic stopper. Eh, that's one way to put it. <laughs> I don't think one of those exists in the world. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> it completely doesn't. But no worries because Orlando Robinson is ready to go tonight, gentlemen. He is probably. So, uh, but but everyone for Denver and everyone other than Tyler Hero? From what Miami? I understand, I mean, it's the second night of a back-to-back. Um, and I don't I don't believe they've released their injury report just yet because of that. But from what I understand, yeah, Jamal Murray, Jokic, um, Aaron Gordon, like their their big dogs are going to be available today. Can we this give like Kimbe Mutombo a ten day? <laughs> we, we need some help in the paint. Uh, uh, <laughs> we need some help. Uh, uh, I see something. This is apropos of nothing. I don't have this written down, but it, I don't know why I just thought of it. I'm thinking of older. NBA players, not that P.J. Tucker is as old as Dikembe Mutombo. Did you see the stat, Solana, that P.J. Tucker hasn't scored in like the last 11 games? And he's been active for the Clippers, but he just he doesn't score. He doesn't score. He really doesn't play either. Remember prior right. to the trade deadline, he came out and made some, you know, pretty, I don't know if I want to say like bullish comments, Pointed. but right. Hey, I just want to be somewhere where I'm wanted and where I can get some minutes. So I, I took it as... Hey, trade me. Like, get send me somewhere else or wave me so I could end up on somewhere where I can actually get minutes. He played yesterday a bit, but um, yeah, he doesn't. Never should have left Miami. He's one of those guys. There's two guys that stick out in my head recently: Jay Crowder, yeah, and PJ Tucker. They were so tailor made for Miami. I think if you had them on Truth Serum, they would say, "Yeah, we never should have left Miami." Oh, we did months of shows. The Heat should have paid P.J. Tucker. The Heat should have paid P.J. Tucker. And I don't think anybody holds that opinion anymore. He no. shot from the same place every time. Corner, Corner three. three. Oh, man, it was fun to bet on, right? Because the <laughs> over-under would be like, you know, five. And he could sometimes have that in two shots in yep. the first three minutes of the game. I, I wanted to pay Jay Crowder. I was, the Jay, I was on the Jay Crowder bandwagon heavy. He shouldn't have left. No. He shouldn't have left, okay. and P.J. Tucker shouldn't have left. Honestly. Solana probably remembers. Somebody gave P.J. – I mean, 
Jay Crowder like forty million dollars or something crazy. No, the Bucks traded. I think it was a record three hundred and thirty-three second-round picks for him last year's trade was, deadline. I <laughs> no, no, no. But when he left Miami, no, no, no. But that was that was after that was after because he left Miami for where? Hmm. Um, somebody paid him. Somebody paid, paid him. somebody paid yes. him, and we were like, and I remember doing because the I show, think, keep Jay, keep Jay, and then like, oh, yeah, wow. I think the Heat were offering him one or two years, and someone gave him three years, and it was a lot of money, but I forget where he went right after Miami. I'm looking it up yeah, right like, now. Yeah, I don't remember. I enjoy yeah, being you're, the you're most right. famous it, crowder in South Florida. It was Phoenix. You were 100% right. They gave him a three-year, $29.1 million contract. Right. Yeah, we heard right. the numbers. We were all like, okay, never mind. <laughs> right, but I think he would have, I think, I mean, I don't know what he's made in his career, but I think he would have been professionally happier had he stayed in Miami. <laughs> Y'all think That's everybody's just... Udonis Haslam. Boy, <laughs> these know, boys want check, talk. You got spoiled by Udonis. <laughs> <laughs> PJ so, Solana, do you feel the heat? Yes, I have the guts tonight. No, I really I'm do. more interested in P.J. Tucker. I was going to ask you about the heat. I'm more interested in P.J. Tucker. I meant, you see the stat? I, I did, no, but Jay Crowder, career earnings, $69 million. Nice. $69 nice. million dollars in his career. Should have played basketball. Should have played ball, Crowder. You should have played ball. I had a real hezzy in high school. <laughs> <laughs> My whole game was a hezzy, though. Yeah, they were real hezzy to keep you on the court for more than five or six minutes. Use your fouls, Crowder. Are you? Uh, do you feel the heat down in your soul, uh, Solana, is what I was going to ask you. I absolutely do. I mean, I saw Jimmy Butler dressed in a purple suit, cowboy suit yesterday, playing guitar. Emo Jimmy has returned. And I contemplated buying myself a purple suit for tonight's broadcast to sit alongside Tommy Tig. And uh, uh, I do. I really feel like the heat are going to get up for this one. Jimmy Butler is perhaps playing the best stretch of regular season basketball in his Heat career, regular season, don't get it confused with postseason, and uh, I feel like this team right now is um, they're they're hitting that gear, getting into March. I really do. I still remember the final talk. I do too, and <sighs> the only reason that I bring it up is it's the same question I asked you later in the show yesterday. But for people who listen in the two o'clock hour, maybe didn't hear it. Is there importance? in tonight's game, Solana. He'd have had a hell of a road trip. Tonight, is it a statement game if the Heat go to Denver and beat this Nuggets team that they were unable to get past in the NBA Finals? Or if they lose, is it, eh, no big deal. We'll worry about it in June. Well, ask me after. Ask me tomorrow (laughs) because I'll play the (laughs) result, maybe. You know I will. (laughs) No, I mean, look, if they win tonight, They can sweep this West Coast road trip, make it seven straight on the road, six in a row after dropping seven straight to go 10 of their next 12. And we talked about it yesterday to do it without Jimmy Butler in most of those games, without Rozier most of those games, now without Tyler Hero. Like this this rotation, we still don't know what it's going to look like come playoff time, come the end of the regular season because nobody's been healthy. So for them to put together this many victories and look this good, as shorthanded as they've been, and you can cap it off by beating the defending champs in a finals rematch, yes, it's a statement game, Hawk. But if you lose today, does it mean 
well, you can't compete with the Denver Nuggets. They just proved it to you. I don't know. I don't think it means that just yet. All right. So there's only positive that could come from tonight. If they win, it's a great thing. And if they lose, it really didn't matter in the grand scheme of things. The grand scheme of things, totality of the record this season, no. Statement game, I don't even know that because we're still, it's mid, It's right after the All-Star break. I, I'll tell you what it is, Hawk. It's a swag game. Yes. Because you go out there and whoop the defending champions in their house after winning yeah. after a six-game road trip, that's coming back home with some swag knowing, to your point, hey, we done turned it on. They all doubted us. We're what? What are they, four, four or five in the East right now? Like, we jump back up in there. Come, come see us when you want to see us. I think it's a swag game. Make Jokic's arms bleed tonight. All right. Let's <laughs> uh, every game. let's get headlines here with Alejandro Solana. We've got Jimmy Johnson joining us this afternoon. Today is the last day of February. So we may have to celebrate that. I don't know. <laughs> leap day. You know, today's yes. the, uh, the 29th. It's leap day. They gave us an extra day this month. Yeah, you're doing anything? You're taking advantage of the time? Yeah, I'm just calling all my black friends. <laughs> Funny, hey I'm guys, calling all my Jewish friends. We got one more. <laughs> it's Black History Month. We got one more. Jimmy came in today, our Jimmy, and uh, he. the first thing he told me was, Happy Leap Day. And I said, well, what, am I, like, what do I do with that information? Like, huh. Happy Leap Day. We're wishing. So Jimmy, do you do you uh, you tell people every four years Happy Leap Day? Is that like a, a common occurrence? Not really. I just felt like saying it. Did you get a card? Did you get your parents a card or anything? No, no. Have you said Happy Leap Day to anyone, Crowder? No, that's that's ridiculous. I punched somebody in the face. There's Leap Day parties though. I saw Leap Day parties on social media. It's a great uh, excuse. Nightclubs are always looking for an excuse to have a party. Yeah. I mean, because yep. this day, it really doesn't count. It's it's barely on the calendar. It's like <laughs> whatever day. happens on leap day stays on leap day. <laughs> Let's go party, baby. You don't have to pay for this one until four years from now when you have to recall <laughs> leap day. All right, let's get uh, headlines from Alejandro Solana, and then Jimmy Johnson will join us this hour to talk about dolphins and hurricanes and fishing and whatever you want to talk. You can you can talk smack to him, Crowder. Tell him you're a better oh, yeah. fisherman. I'm fishing against him Friday. No. Yeah, come on, son. Well, if it went, I could take both of you. <laughs> he has beautiful eyelashes. Jimmy Johnson? Oh, immaculate eyelashes. Really? You can't like I can't not stare at him. Hmm. Yeah, As so he speaks, I just I just stare at his eyelashes, blink slowly. The <laughs> 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 nice trait. Huh. You don't know it until you know it. Like when you describe me to someone, what do I have nice? Awesome personality, great sense of humor. No, 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 physically. What do I have nice physically? Just very soft hands. Um, there you go. That, there you go. That's all I'm looking for. <laughs> I do have soft hands. You do have the most, like, just just beautifully soft hands. It is so bizarre. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Solana, my daughter is mesmerized by his hands yeah. every time at twin peaks she's like daddy look at his hands yeah they're so your, soft. did you touch his hands your dad randy his uh his wife um what's her name again uh chinta chinta i i you know she saw your daughter come up and and touch my hands and i go chinta you have to feel my hands because you know 
Randy, your dad, I mean, a hard worker. He likes oh. to fish. You know, you hold a fishing pole all day, your hand. I'm sure Jimmy Johnson's got, you know, callousy hands. Yeah, man. Uh, I've never done any of that stuff. I don't do that. You don't get, I, you know, I'll carry a Nordstrom bag, say, you know, walking through the mall. But that's about the extent of, of what you got, I got. Uh, you got to switch hands every two minutes. Exactly. Uh, Might have to stop at the Keels uh, little counter and uh, get a little cream there because the Nordstrom bag is weighing me down. I, man, I didn't hear the story about Chenta. I got to ask my dad what he said after that happened. Well, it's funny. So we were at the table. We were at Twin Peaks. And uh, Ava came over and she's like, oh, my God, your hands are so soft. And I said, and Randy's sitting right there. And I go, Chinta, you got to feel my hand. She's like, oh, my God, they really are soft. And for a moment, I thought, should I have Randy feel my hand? Like, hey, Randy, you got (laughs) to. And then I thought, you know what? I'll let him go. (laughs) I don't think he's curious. And and so, yeah, I didn't I didn't broach it with him. I guarantee six hours later, laying in the bed at home, Randy turned and Chencha, did you touch that MF's hand? (laughs) Don't be touching nobody else's hands around me, okay? (laughs) I know how that happens. No question, by the way. That is 100% certainty. All right, oh, let's yeah. get uh, let's get headlines because Jimmy Johnson's going to join us. Let's get headlines here with Solana. This sports update, it's driven by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Supercenter. Why buy your truck at a car store, Palmetto Ford? We know trucks, so it is the NBA Finals rematch tonight. Just told you, no Tyler Hero, no Kevin Love for Miami. 10 p.m. tip-off. It's actually a 10.05 tip-off. No Bally Sports tonight, so the only local coverage begins with me. 8.45 right here on WQAM. Right. Hear the game tonight here. You can watch it on TNT and the Panthers game tonight. We'll be back on Bally Sports. It wasn't on Tuesday. And uh, you can listen to it on AM790. Yes, sir. That's a 7 p.m. tip-off. Panthers, Canadiens to finish out their homestand, which, by the way, they're 2-0 on already. Los Marlins. They play the Yanks tonight, 635 in spring training, and you do have some Canes women's basketball as well. They play Pitt 6 p.m. at the Watsco Center. Your weather from the Demesman and Dover Law Firm, youraccidentattorneys.com, free consultations 24-7, 866-954-MORE. Partly cloudy, but another gorgeous South Florida afternoon. That's your weather. No doubt. Um, Jimmy Johnson will join us. We'll talk some fishing and football and whatever uh, soft hands, whatever uh, eyelashes, whatever you guys want to talk about. (laughs) Speaking of the hurricanes and uh, legends, I love talking about Canes wear because it's always a perfect time at the beginning of the year. This is the final day of February to uh, refresh your wardrobe of gear for all your favorite teams. Obviously, Canes wear the spot for Canes gear, but they've got uh, stuff for every team. The Hurricanes, the Dolphins, Panthers, the Heat, Inter-Miami, Leo Messi. They've got Marlins stuff. You know, Marlins start the regular season at the end of March. It's less than a month away. So you could shop at the store in Davie, or you could shop online at caneswear.com. They're on University Drive in Davie. They're right next to Las Patas. And uh, like I say, you want to have some new gear in the rotation for 2024 so no better time than the present 
do a little shopping at Canesware. In fact, if you're going to see some Canes baseball this weekend, because the Florida Gators are in town at Mark Light, you can get some uh, some great baseball gear at Canesware. You want to be uh, you want to look fresh and sharp for the uh, Canes Gators series this weekend. Canesware, 2655 South University Drive in Davie. They're always open online at canesware.com. And by the way, make sure you're following Canesware on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Get all the -the up-to-the-minute info on merchandise. Canesware, the spot where Miami fans shop. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. I'm thinking about (laughs) downloading this uh, TikTok. Hawk and Crowder. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's a treat for me. As you know, I went to UM 87 to 91. I was telling Coach off the air. I went to UM 87 to 91, so I owe you a little uh, thanks for all the enjoyment you gave me. And he said, yeah, we had a little bit of success back then. <laughs> I said, yeah, a little bit of an understatement there. Well, but, uh, you enjoyed it, but I tell you what, I enjoyed it even more. <laughs> well, I, to, I, I enjoyed it plenty. No joke. I used to say the best time of my life uh, was really in my five years at University of Miami, even more so than winning Super Bowls. Uh, but the best time of my life right now. I mean, I'm I'm loving it right now. <laughs> we know, Coach. We see all the pictures of the fish. We know. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk some fish. So Jimmy Johnson uh, is with us, and obviously uh, South Florida legend. He goes without introduction. And I was saying earlier, if there's anyone who loves to fish more than Crowder, it's Jimmy Johnson. But the 13th annual Jimmy Johnson's Championship Fishing Week is March 5th through 9th. So that's next Tuesday through Saturday. And you can get all the tournament info at jjfishweek.com. And uh, from what I read, the stakes are high. It's the world's richest guaranteed tournament with a $1 million guarantee. It's the longest running million dollar guaranteed tournament in sports fish history. And I'm guessing this draws some serious fishermen and fisherwomen to uh to the event and and uh i would i would i i don't know but i'm guessing this is something that you look forward to every year yeah we really have a good time with it i was talking to michael jordan uh here just uh, about two weeks ago and, and michael has fished in our tournament for the last five or six years both the tournament in florida and the tournament in atlantic city and actually dustin johnson the golfer he won our tournament uh, here in Florida last year. So 
you know, we've got a lot of celebrities. We've got a lot of big time fishermen, but now we got Channing Crowder. <laughs> Wait a now, second. You know Crowder, Crowder's in the same company as hey. Dustin Johnson and Michael Jordan. Hey, I've got something in common with him. In, in his many gigs uh, that he's on the road doing, he's on Inside the NFL. Yes. Well, I did Inside the NFL uh, 30 years ago with Nick Bonacani, Lynn Dawson, and Chris Collinsworth. So we both have something in common. Yes, coach. And I'm just I'm just trying to follow your footsteps. You ain't got <laughs> me by you ain't got me by 30 years, but I'm trying to follow those footsteps. Yeah, Huck, I'll tell you about this tournament. A couple years ago, I was like, I had me a Grady White, a little 30-foot Grady White. And I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go enter the tournament. And when I saw the boats out there in the marina, I said, Yeah. <laughs> Let me just go catch a couple snapper and head home. <laughs> I don't have a chance. <laughs> but Channing, you know, we've changed it around a little bit. There's three options now. Uh, so, you know, they've got a little bit smaller group, you know, that can be meat fishing, fishing. You got the selfish tournament. Depends on how you enter. But you can go to jjfishweek.com, find out all the different options about the tournament. We've given out, I, I think, more than 12 or $13 million in prize money here the last uh, so many years. So uh, you got a chance to win a bunch of money, Channing. Yes, yes. I'm actually fishing with some sponsors because I'm going to be a part of it. I'm going to be uh, hosting some stuff throughout the week because it's, hey, Hawk, most people have a day tournament, maybe two days. This is the JJ Fish Week. It yeah, starts, it, what, Wednesday? It goes through Sunday. It's amazing. Actually, there's so many different things going on, parties. They have, uh, like on Saturday, there's a swag where they go through the hotel and there's prizes and there's gifts uh, that I think would rival the Oscars as far as the gifts that they get, everybody wow. in the tournament. It's, it's fabulous. And then there's a huge party Saturday night uh, there at the Hard Rock. And so we have a great time. Crowder, you get I to go to the swag the room? Yes, I'm gonna be in the swag room. <laughs> oh man, you gotta get Michael Jordan to try that Crowder powder. That's what I'm doing. I'm giving out the Crowder powder. I'm hanging out with all the people like Jimmy Johnson. Hey, Coach, <laughs> I, I still tell a funny story about you when the Big Chill wasn't as wasn't as big as it is now because y'all had a heck of a renovation. Right. I, I was fishing down in Island Morada out of Whale Harbor, and I'm coming right. up, and I used to always stop at the Big Chill and grab food before you get on the road back to Davie. And you're sitting there at the bar. And I'm like, I'm going to go say, hey, the coach, go over. We have a conversation. We're talking about football, talking about the Dolphins. And you asked me how I do. And I'm, I'm cocky. I was like, yeah, coach, I got an 18-pound dolphin in the cooler. You kind of smiled. And one of your fishing buddies went out to your boat, and you pulled out like a 45-pounder. <laughs> and you just you kind of winked at me and was like, yeah, Crowder, that's a fish there. And I said, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Coach, when, you, when you live right here on the ocean, you got a lot of opportunity to catch some fish. <laughs> <laughs> and you can. <laughs> now, how, how do you how do you approach though a guy like Crowder comes to the bar at your restaurant, Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill, and uh he orders a couple drinks, you know, some potato skins or nachos. Will you pick up the tab because it's your restaurant? Because Kim Bo Camper famously, we've hung out with him at his restaurant. That dude will not give you 10% off of anything. I want to know how Jimmy Johnson does it when a guy like Crowder's there. Well, I, I tell you, the, the arrangement I made with the Big Chill back, oh, about 15 years ago, I said, listen, you know, I have a lot of people come down and uh, talk. I had John Madden's son and uh, grandson a couple of days ago, Belichick, and his girlfriend came down uh, last week or so. And, you know, and I've had owners and coaches and 
there's no telling uh, how many celebrities have come down to the Keys. I don't know if they want to see me or they just want to come to the Keys fishing. Uh, but I usually pick up the tab once we're in the big chill. But I don't, I you, I don't think I picked up your tab. No, you? Coach, I wouldn't let you. I was so excited to talk to you. I was starstruck. <laughs> so when the bill came, I, I shakenly put my little credit card across there. It, it might have been insufficient funds, but I was going to try to pay. <laughs> I'll pick it up the next time. I promise. I appreciate it, Coach. <laughs> that is great. Jimmy Johnson is with us again. If you do want uh, information about the fishing week, it's jjfishweek.com. And and I want to talk more about it, but I want to ask you a, a Dolphins question or two. Miami Dolphins. I believe that we're. I think in a short window of time, the Dolphins will announce a long-term extension for Tua. I believe we're right on the doorstep of that. I'm a big Tua fan. Crowder's a big Tua fan. Solana's a Tua fan, maybe not as much as uh, as we are. But there's, you know, a wide variety of Dolphins fans when it comes to opinions on Tua. So when he gets this extension, what should Dolphins fans' reaction be? Well, yeah, they should be excited, you know. Uh, one of my buddies, one of my best friends uh, there on the show, uh, Fox NFL Sunday, uh, Terry Bradshaw, studies these quarterbacks. He, you know, we watch college football all day Saturday, and then, of course, obviously we see all the professional games. And he loves Tua. Uh, I know Mike McDaniel, he loves Tua. And, you know, he stayed healthy this year, and franchise quarterbacks are hard to find. I think with their style of offense, with the personnel that they have, uh, Tua is extremely productive. If they hadn't had the injuries, uh, both in the offensive line and on defense, there's no telling they could have gone a lot further this year. But I, you know, I'm happy uh, for Tua. I'm happy that he's with the Dolphins. And coach, speaking of the Dolphins and uh, Mike McDaniel, that new age coach, this new age of football, because you used to run the football 42 times a game. <laughs> now, nowadays, it's all shotgun. It's all RPO. Do you do you like where the game is now? Oh yeah. Yeah, Chaney, I, I think things change over the years, and I think the really good coaches change with it. Um, I think because of the rule changes, uh, Belichick and I have talked about this a bunch. You know, I used to say, you know, hey, you know, the most important player on your football team is your starting quarterback. And then after that, you know, you talk about the pass rushers or the defensive backs, et cetera. I said the second most important person on your team is a backup quarterback because it's all about the passing game. You know, you can't hit the receivers going across the middle. You know, you barely can hit the quarterback. Uh, and so it's all about throwing the football. And the other thing is, you know, the shelf life, you know, for a running back nowadays is about two or three years you're going to get out of him. Uh, and so people really just don't run the football that much, you know, unless it's just a, a draw play or, you know, something wide open. So your quarterback and your receivers are so important. And, and I think that's how McDaniel has adjusted this uh, game for, the, for their style. And I, I think he's done a great job. Speaking of uh, Mike McDaniel, do you marvel because you had a way that you approached coaching? And we've had a Ronda Gadsden on the show a million times. He loved to tell us stories. So you look at Mike McDaniel, if you watch, you know, hard knocks in season or you see him at the press conferences. His style of coaching, the relationship that he has with players is completely different than it used to be. Do you marvel at it? Do you, do you think to yourself, I, because I, even like college coaching, I can ask you about Mario Cristobal and the way that college has changed with NIL, but do you look at Mike McDaniel and say, 
wow, th th I don't know if I'd be capable of that. I, I think the good thing about him, he's genuine. Uh, you know, that's his personality. That's the way he is, you know, individually. And so he's not trying to be somebody that he's not. And the players can see that and they relate to that. Uh, you know, every coach is not that way, but, and, but everybody, you know, every coach has got to have his own different style and, and not one style works. Uh, there's a lot of different ways to skin a cat and there's a lot of different ways to coach football. Uh, as long as you have respect and credibility, and as long as the players understand that you're doing something to make them better because they, you know, they want to get better. They want to make more money. They want to have a bigger contract. They want to win games. And if you do that for them, Hey, they'll respect you and they'll do whatever you ask them to do. Hey coach, I don't know if you can coach these new age players now because we've heard <laughs> stories that are you smiling now? We heard stories that you get after people. I don't, I don't, I don't know if you can step back on the sideline. You know, uh, uh, John Madden's son yesterday asked me this. And, you know, his grandson is the coach at Michigan. They want to talk about coaching, and he said, "Is there any kind of mistakes that you know you've talked to all these coaches over the years that that maybe they took it the wrong way?" I, I, and I said, "You know, one." One that maybe was a little different. Urban Meyer spent some time with me here. And, and you know, I said, you know, I come across as being really a hard ass, you know, and really, really driving on these players, which I was at times. You know, we lost a game against Washington, uh, and it was a meaningless game. We'd already had the playoffs wrapped up. And the flight attendant came and started to serve the meal. I said, no, 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 you ain't serving the meal. They don't deserve to eat. They didn't play well enough to eat. So I said, you just sat down the entire flight. Now the players were a little bit upset at me because they didn't get any food going home. And and Dave Wanstead came in and he said, Coach, he said, weren't you a little bit hard on them? I said, you listen, they understand if we win, they can do anything. You know, they can hoop and holler and do whatever. But if we lose, I want them to be sick to their stomach. I want them to be nauseated. I want them to hurt. I don't care if they hate me. I want to make an impact on them that if they lose, I'm not going to accept it. And so, hey, you know, Urban tried to be the hard ass all the time, you know, there in Jacksonville. And, you know, there's a lot of times, you know, I'd hug Charles Haley around the neck, tell him I love him. But then the next day I might be cussing him out because he wasn't doing what I asked him to do. So I think you got to do a little bit of both. But the one thing in professional football, as opposed to college football, in college football, you know, those guys would run through the wall. They'd do whatever I ask them to do. But in professional football, there's got to be more one-on-one -on -one interaction with the players. And you've got to sell the player one-on-one. -on -one. And I had lots of meetings with all of my players in my office saying, hey, here's how we got to do things. And so, you know, the image of me being a hard ass, uh, I, I think that's a little bit skewed uh, because I loved them up just as much as I screamed at them. Coach, getting back to South Florida specifically for a second, we saw magical runs in the Heat and Panthers getting to the respective finals last season. This year, we got a taste of a Dolphins run. I know it didn't end up working out in the long run, but what's it like? Because you were here at the top of some of the best runs in South Florida in, in football. What's it like when this city, because we always talk about is this a hockey town or a basketball town with the Heat success but I feel, and I think you'll agree with me, this will always be a football town. What's it like in this city, in Miami and South Florida, when the Dolphins or the Canes are at their best? Well, I think if you really look at it, every city is a football town. Uh, football is king. 
I mean, you look at the visibility of football and our ratings are through the roof every single year. Everybody says, hey, it's going to be too much football. No, they just keep getting better and better and better. And we dominate the ratings, you know, against all other sports. And so when football is winning, uh, hey, you are king. I used to have a radio show of my own on Thursday nights. Man, and, and I'd sit up there and I'd have me a, a cold beer and we'd laugh and cut up. And, man, that place was packed. You know, Jerry Jones asked, he said, when I went to the Cowboys, he said, you want to have one of those radio shows like you had out in public? I said, no. I said, this team had had the worst record in the NFL the last three years. I don't think I want to go in public until we start winning. <laughs> when you're winning, it is fun. This place is insane when uh, hurricanes or dolphins, it is just a, uh, it's a completely different animal. Um, Jimmy Johnson is with us. And again, he's got this big fishing tournament. It's a fishing week. And the uh, the website, if you want info, is jjsfishweek.com. It's the 13th annual Jimmy Johnson Championship Fishing Week. And uh, it starts Tuesday, March 5th, and runs through Saturday. And there's a ton of events. Crowder's going to be part of it. I'm going to ask you about the Hurricanes, too, before we end up running out of time, which is what would a message be for Hurricanes fans? There's been two seasons of Mario Cristobal. How do you think he's been doing and what should fair expectations be? Because people like me who went to the U in the late 80s, we have different expectations of, of you know, what the Canes program should be. Well, you know, although I had a couple of disappointments last year, uh, I think the, the one thing that Chris Ball is doing is, is he's recruiting extremely well. And college football, that's the name of the game. Uh, if, if you've got the best players in college football, just like if you're Alabama, Georgia, whatever, you know, you're going to dominate. Because, you know, when I was at University of Miami, we had so many good players. Uh, my wife, Rhonda, could have won eight or nine at least. You know, and so – uh, the key is getting good players in college football. Now, professional football is a completely different story, you know, because of parity there and because it, it's pretty well even. So you got to play well every single week to win. But in college football, get the best players. And, Coach, that's, I, it's easy to say, but you, you recruited at the college level All-Americans. You drafted in late rounds Hall of Famers. Why, 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 why can't people draft and acquire talent like that? Is there a trick to it? You know, there's so many different opinions. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I talk to people, they come down here and I said, you know, maybe the most important person in professional football on a franchise is your talent evaluator. Now it, it may be your head coach. It may be your general manager. It may be your personnel director. Um, but you're know, bringing in the talent, being able to evaluate the talent, not just the way they play today, but being able to predict how they're going to play three or four years from now. Uh, like my first four picks at uh, the Dallas Cowboys were all academic All-Americans. You know, intelligence is the number one thing for me. But, you know, Troy was my first pick. My second pick was Daryl Johnston. My third pick was Mark Stepnoski. My fourth pick was Tony Tolbert. All four of them ended up being Pro Bowlers or even Hall of Famers. I've actually got 17 players that I have recruited, drafted, or coached that are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And so, you know, evaluating talent is a key. And again, when I say evaluating talent, not the way they played their senior year in college, 
but to being able to pr predict if they're going to get better and better and better and be a great player three or four years down the road. That is a gift. Not everyone can do it, which is why there's very few people in the ring of honor because you have to be very special at something like that. Why? Yeah, uh, I'll bring it back to fishing here at the end. Why do you love fishing so much? Is it the camaraderie or is it, do you, do you enjoy fishing on your own? The, the solitude, like which, which part of fishing do you love? It's so peaceful. Uh, and, you know, I actually will go fishing, used to, not as much anymore, but I used to fish by myself probably 75, 80% of the time. Uh, now I've got a couple of buddies. One's 84 years old and he can't hear. And, and one's uh, 79 and he doesn't talk. And the three of us have a great time out there fishing. You know, <laughs> we never say a word. Everybody knows his role. And we'll go out there and we will fish and we won't say a word. And then we'll have a couple of beers. But then we'll come back and jump in the pool and have us a, a Papa's Pilar and, and a little Diet Coke. And then we'll talk. But, uh, you know, it's so peaceful for me to be out on the water. I, I love being on the water. And then every now and then you get some excitement catching a big fish. Hey, Coach, uh, what's, have you ever tapped out fighting a fish? Because when I'm down in the Keys, we go to the humps. And if guys are talking, big football dudes talking trash, Right. We, go out and hook, we hook them out on one of them big amberjacks. <laughs> you, you tie them onto a Volkswagen. <laughs> and try to, get, try to get them to reel that thing up 250. <laughs> yeah. Crowder, let me just tell you. We, we went to the hump one time, and, uh, and we were doing some butterfly jigs at that time. And we you know catch tuna and, and amico jacks and stuff. And so we saw the, you know, a bunch of tuna underneath. And so... One of my buddies, the one that really doesn't talk very much, he said, hey, let me throw a butterfly jig down here on the hump. And he hooked onto one of those amberjacks. Oh, and he was just sweating and trying to fight that thing. We were just laughing our rear end off. He didn't tap out. He finally got in, but he was done for the day. <laughs> you ever tap out, Crowder? Ever tap out on fish? No, I got to finish people's fear. I, I just can't do it. My pride won't let me do it. I, I've stopped reeling and had somebody pour a bottle of water on my head, but I have never tapped out. <laughs> I, now, I did when I was fishing for tuna, uh, yellowfin tuna down uh, outside of uh, Venice, Louisiana. I had to hand the reel a couple of times. This was like when I was 79 years old. Uh, <laughs> Bradshaw helped me a little bit on one of the fish, uh, but I've actually caught five blue marlin here in the Keys, fishing by myself. Uh, and actually, you know, got them to the boat, released four of them, one of them died, so I kept it. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've caught five blue marlin uh, fishing by myself here in the Keys. That's impressive. Talk, Man. You know, I, I'll try to bring fishing back around to a question I got asked. You brought up Charles Haley earlier. Talking about hugging Charles Haley. Coach, I have a podcast and he was on my podcast. He is a drip. He is. <laughs> Coach, he's a trip. That's a good way to put it. He is one of the most intimidating human beings I've ever stood in the room with. Was he? Was, is there anybody you coach that's more intimidating than Charles? He came about that far from whipping my rear end. We, we're playing the Vikings, and we flopped around. We won the game, but we flopped around. And so we go back in the locker room, and I was just wearing those players out. Well, he, he was talking to his buddies. He was late getting to the locker room. He's banging on the door. So, you know, I, yeah, he knew that I was going to be upset that he was late. So he went to the very back uh, of the locker room. And I was talking to the team. He was way in the back, you know, like 30 yards away. 
I said, Charles, you, I, I'm not going to say exactly what I said, but I said, Charles, you get your rear end up here. And he kind of stared at me. I said, you get your rear end up here. I said, I'm talking to you. You get on up here. He came about that far from my face. He said, this close enough? I said, yeah, that's close enough. <laughs> Oh, I knew he was going to slug me. <laughs> That's great. Great story. I, when he walked in the room at the podcast, I start messing with him because he doesn't dress up nice. He still oh. had Dallas Cowboy issued shorts on. Right. From when he, he he doesn't dress up, he's he doesn't wear no. lotion. He's just a big old country dude. So right. I start I start kind of making fun of him, messing with him, and he looks at me and he was like, "Hey," he looked at my buddy, said, "Hey." Who's this woman? This is this woman over here with the long hair. <laughs> <laughs> and he called me the woman with the long hair our entire show. And wouldn't it wouldn't bad enough. I was like, yeah, I can't say nothing to Charles. Uh, he, he's my guy. I, I love the guy. I mean, after we had a couple of run-ins after that, you know, and we were as close as could be. Uh, I mean, he's a special individual. Jimmy Johnson. So Crowder will be part of it, and uh, anyone can participate. Although uh, it's kind of a uh, it's kind of a big deal if Michael Jordan's there. So <laughs> like uh, like Crowder said, uh, if you're pulling up on the old dinghy, perhaps you turn back around and, and you hit the public's fish aisle. But don't uh, bring any cane poles. I promise you. <laughs> well, that counts out your dad, Crowder. That counts out Randy. <laughs> Uh, Jimmy Johnson's 13th annual Jimmy Johnson's Championship Fishing Week, March 5th through the 9th, next Tuesday through Saturday. All the tournament information can be found at jjfishweek.com. Coach, thank you for making uh, time for us. Thank you for sharing stories, and uh, good luck out there in the tournament. All right. Enjoy talking to you guys. Yes, sir. Here you go. Jimmy Johnson, legend. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back with more Hockman and Crowder. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. <laughs> 